Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, August the 8th, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Radio. And I want to thank you for tuning in at my new time at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For anyone listening for the first time, my name is Anika S. Madison. I'm a blogger, freelance writer, playwright, and uh, as a playwright, I wrote a play called Dream Lessons that I hope to launch next year. And this play follows uh, a teenage boy as he personally encounters, uh, has personal encounters while learning black history. So stay tuned for more information as I get closer to my launch. The idea for this radio show is the same that I have for my blog. I'm basically bringing you on along on my journey as I pursue my various passions. Now, while I'm doing this, I always hope that you find something that inspires you, encourages you, as you go on your own journeys. And I want to hear from you. And, and you can do that by calling in to 347-539-5372, or you can send me an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, what I want you to do is just consider this show to be your weekly encouragement and inspiration. That is my goal every week as I bring you this show. Also, make sure to visit, visit my blog at anikmadison.com for more information on my work, see posts that I hope will inspire and encourage you, and get information on upcoming shows about the, under the About Me category. And you'll find this, just go to anikmadison.com, About Me, and you'll see the, the listing of future shows and get more information about myself as well. Please tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the creator of Everyday Folks Radio, Dr. Billy Jones, as he presents his show, BJ Speaks. And you can purchase his book, Everyday Folks, Short Stories on the Common People, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. So make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear BJ Speaks right here on Everyday Folks Radio. Now, my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by Hurricane Matthew. Um... If you, have, if, you, if you have anything that you can donate, um, whether it be money or, or any items, water, children's items, anything that you can, find your local donation center, shelter, or, or, or any, any location that's offering assistance to those who have been affected by the hurricane. That would be greatly appreciated. You'd probably just go directly to the shelter, and I'm sure that they would be glad to take, your, take those items. So my thoughts and prayers go to everyone who's affected and, and going through it as we speak. Um, and and um, I'm so grateful to um, have been uh, spared myself, and I know that many of you who, um, who have been spared are grateful as well. So I just wanted to make sure that I said that. Now, are you registered to vote? If you aren't or you're not sure, please go to www. .usa.gov slash voting, www.usa.gov slash voting. You can get more information on registration, poll locations, and more. The deadlines are getting closer, so you want to make sure you do that as soon as possible. 
I tell you, the election of our next president has never been more important. Please, please, your vote counts. Go to the polls. Make sure you run to the polls. Bring people with you. Encourage others to register. Make your voice count. Very important. And now, for my grateful moment. I'm truly blessed to have friends that believe in me and believe in doing great things for others while building their own businesses. And I just want to, to acknowledge all of, all of you that are doing that for me, and in particular, my friend today. One of those amazing people has, is joining me for part two of our interview, and I am so happy to welcome my dear friend, the founder and CEO of the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute, Dr. Cindy Milligan. Now, if you'd like to speak with Cindy or myself during the show, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to Journey at gmail.com, and I will read your question or comment on the air towards the end of the today's show. So I want to welcome Dr. Cindy Milligan. Hello, Nikkei. Hello, hello. <laughs> thank, How are you? Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, it is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. All right. Now, I'm going to adjust the volumes here because I'm not sure. It's a little, little low, but we'll, we'll work that out. All right. Okay. So, now, the first thing I want to do is I want to make sure that anybody who didn't get a chance to listen to the show before or may have missed some information, I want them to get reacquainted with you, okay? Okay. So, how did you get started as a voiceover artist? (laughs) Okay. Well, the reason I got into voiceover was because uh, I was hosting a talk show in California in the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. and it hurt me to talk. And I said, okay, this is not good. I am hosting a talk show, and if it's causing me pain, I've got to do something about it. So I sought out a vocal coach, and I met a woman by the name of Joan Kenley, and she worked with me for about six months and totally changed the sound of my voice, got rid of the pain. The bottom line was I was just dealing with a lot of stress, and carrying that stress in my neck, upper back, and throat area, which caused all the tension to restrict my voice and really completely change the pitch of it. And so after I worked with her for about six months, totally uh, got that under control, was able to relax and learn how to create the best resonance voice for my body, um, that opened up a door that I have not been able to uh, believe. I'm still kind of in awe of it. Um, so what happened was I, she, she said after we worked for a while, she goes, you know, I think you'd be really good doing voiceover. I want to introduce you to my talent agent. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. And so she did. I had this great talent agent in San Francisco, uh, Stars, the agency. And and after I got started doing voiceover, it just it it exploded. Everything just opened up to me. And so that's how I got started into voiceover. Excellent, excellent. Now on your end, do you think I don't know if you might be able to turn up your volume on your end because I don't know if it's my end or your end, but same real low. But if you can do okay. that, that would be great. All right. Okay, I wonder if that's and helping so, any... Yeah, that I think better? that's helping a little bit. Yeah, that's helping a little bit. All right, thank you. 
Now, how did you get uh, started as a voice coach? Okay, so after I had worked in voiceover for a while, I had always been fascinated with the voice and speech and had, you know, worked in television for a while. And um, I started to be able to share with other people uh, what I had learned, and people asked me about my voice and, you know, could I help them? And I was like, well, sure, why not? And so that's how it got started. And some of the same exercising and things that I learned when I was working with my coach, I just added to and was able to develop and, and in, include more information as I learned more. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to know. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. That's how I got started. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, let's talk about the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute. For our yes. listeners who are, like I said, for listeners who are just tuning in for the first time, tell, tell them what this arts institute is and what, they can, um, what can they expect from it. Okay. Well, the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute is a comprehensive resource center for people who use their voices creatively and professionally. So throughout my career, I've used my voice in a lot of different areas. Not only did I have the talk show, but I've worked as a TV and radio journalist. I've anchored and reported news and and done voiceovers and done some acting. And every time I was doing a new um, thing with my voice, I always sought out vocal, vocal coaches because I just wanted to learn more about the voice. And so I realized after I had worked with several coaches that everybody was taking this different approach to voice and teaching voice. And I thought, well, you know, that's kind of interesting because um, everybody who uses their voice in some way kind of uses it um, in a different way. And so coaching takes on a different approach. So, for example, when I was an anchor and a reporter, you know, our voices are very much reserved. Um, Versus when you're doing voiceover, I mean, you could be, you know, doing a cat character and have to do something really crazy with your voice, and you don't have that more conservative uh, type approach. So I thought, well, it would be really great if there was one place where people who wanted to learn about voice could come and collaborate with other people. And so that's really kind of where the idea was was born. So um, when I started working on my Ph.D. in communication, I identified 30 different vocal genres. Some are creative vocal artists and some are professional slash corporate vocal artists. So when I talk about the creative artists, work with actors, singers, puppeteers, ventriloquists, spoken word artists, DJs, storytellers, voiceover. And then on the business corporate side, I work with uh, motivational speakers, broadcasters, auctioneers, ministers, teachers, politicians, uh, attorneys, they all use their voices in a very different way. And so uh, the whole concept of the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute is to merge voice, art, and technology and to recognize that the use of the human voice is so important and it has a lot of artistic uh, expression, but it also has a lot of business and relationship-type expression. So the institute will have education, of course, as, as 
at its core. We'll have classes, workshops. You can get private coaching in any one of the genres. Uh, we'll also have recording studios. We'll have a performance space. Uh, and we'll eventually add a clinical speech lab for people who have physical challenges with the voice. But it's all things voice for people who are interested in the voice, wanting to, um, you know, sharpen their skills, learn from other vocal artists, collaborate with other vocal artists, and just really have fun. That's the bottom line. Awesome. Uh, this is this is incredible. I remember you talking about it um, at you know at its infancy before it became what it is today. So it's just incredible to see how far it's come. And you offer mm-hmm. so much, so many, so many great things. And so if somebody wanted to become a, a student, how, how would they do that? Well, uh, I have a website, and you can go to milliganvocalarts.com and just check out all the things that we have to offer. And, of course, if you want more information, you can feel free to call me. The number is on the, on the website. Uh, but I'll also give it to you at 678-318-1356. Uh, so there's just lots of information, and I just want to let you know, Anike, that I have developed um, a, a series called the Sonic Signature Series, and this is going to be a series of workshops for specific vocal artists. So one of the things that I'm uh, really excited about, and I'm going to be having this workshop in at the beginning of November, is the Sonic Signature for Entrepreneurs. And so I developed this workshop for, for entrepreneurs to learn how to use their voice effectively when pitching for money for their business, how to use their voice in building relationships, how to use their voice in networking, how to use their voice in leadership and team building, and even just to build their own confidence. Uh, and that's all based on my research, my dissertation research, which I created a theory called Sonic Vocality, and it describes how actors use their voices to create characters in movies. So after learning how people understand certain characteristics or traits, then I'm able to apply that information to entrepreneurs, to storytellers, to actors, to executives or business professionals. And so really that's what the whole Sonic Signature series is about. But we're going to start the, the November um, session out with Sonic Signatures for Actors. And all that information is on the website. And that's, going to, and that's at Milligan. And I want to say Milligan, it's a, uh, M as in Mary, I-L-L-I-G-A-N. I want to make sure that they, they get the proper um, pronunciation, on, the proper spelling on that. So, right. And this, this, is just seems, this just seems just incredible because, um, you, you, you know, people think about voice, they just think about just maybe voiceover artists, but you – work with an array of people in all different right. all different kinds of areas, which is absolutely amazing. And you also have something that's called the vocal takeover. Let's talk about that. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, the vocal takeover. And that's the best part, right? The vocal takeover is just a community of vocal artists. Uh and it's really become a movement, Anike, because, you know, people are starting to realize that, you know, how important voice is. It's always just kind of been taken for granted. You know, uh, people talk, they say what they need to say, but, you know, research shows us that 10% of, of misunderstanding comes from what people say, but 90% of misunderstanding comes from the tone of voice people use when they say it. 
So oh, okay, all right, all really right. Become, I, I got to write that down. Say, please say that one more time. I got to write that down. <laughs> okay, so 10% of conflict and problems people have in communication comes from what they say, the content, mm-hmm. okay? But 90% of misunderstanding and conflict arises out of the way you say it, right, your tone of voice. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could say, hey, Nikkei, how you doing? Or I could say, hey, Nikkei, how you doing? You know, that's a right. totally different, hey, Nikkei, how you doing? The second one wasn't, right. I didn't really care how you were doing at all. <laughs> right. You know, right. and, and right. so it's right. interesting that we code our speech with tone of voice and rate and pitch and rhythm, but we don't pay it much attention. We just kind of do it. And, yeah. and, you know, just keep on going. But, you know, it's, it's very important for us to pay attention to how we say something or how we speak to another person because uh, there's so much uh, what I'd like to call underlying message in the whole communication message, right? Not, it's not just what you say. It's also how you say it. Wow. Now, this, yeah. this month I've, I've launched a series, Desire Success, Change Your Mindset, and when you're talking about the tone of your voice and how you, how you use the tone of your voice and how it changes the way that um, the information is perceived, mindset plays a big part in that, doesn't it? Like your, your mindset Huge. can actually affect your voice, can it? It totally does. You know, whatever you have settled in your mind comes across in your voice. You know, so if you're really stressed out about something or you really have something else on your mind, and I say, hey, Anike, how you doing? It's going to come across. But if I'm focused and I really care about how you're doing, my, hey, Anike, how you doing, is really a very different tone. It's a different message. So, right. you know, when we have things that are on our mind, you know, if we're not in the proper mind frame or mindset, then what we say can be completely Misunderstood, misunderstood, but it can also communicate the wrong message. And so that goes for, you know, business, that goes for personal relationships, um, but it also is a very huge part of the creative expression, right? It's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why some singers, when they record a song, you know, there's just so much emotion and so much connection with their audience. You know, it's like they're singing or speaking directly to you, but then sometimes mm-hmm. when you see that performance live on stage, it just does not translate because they may have right. so many other things on their mind and being on a stage with, you know, 50,000, 80,000 people puts you in a different mindset. Right. And so right. It's, it's very important that you do have your uh, proper, your mind in the proper format uh, state because you can communicate a message that you did not intend to communicate. Right. Right. And, they're, and that they're, can translate so many different ways. Yeah. Yes, that just opens up the door for a lot of misunderstanding. Yes. Yes. You know, you, now, you probably had a conversation mm-hmm. with someone when you said something and, and they responded and you, th- you thought, well, wait a minute, that didn't have anything to do with what I just said. I mean, did you hear right. what I just said? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. So talk to that, that person, and I'm going to go on two different ways. I'm going to talk to the, the, the average person that maybe they're about to go into a job interview or they're about to, to speak to a large group of people. 
what kind of things mm-hmm. can they do bef- to get their mind right before they, they actually engage in that speech or they actually t- um, have that important conversation with a future employer or just whatever important conversation they're going to have? Right. Well, that's a really great question, Nikkei, because yesterday I started working on a workshop for to teach how to use your voice in a job interview. And so the most important thing is to clear your mind of all the things that are bothering you or worrying you or, or are just kind of hanging over your head. And, you know, that's really a lot to ask of somebody, right? Because if you're in a situation or if you're going through something, I think, you know, you made a comment about the people going through uh, the hurricane. Um, that's mm-hmm. really critical. You, it, it's kind of hard to, like, take your mind off of, you know, the fact that you may have family members in harm's way or you may be in harm's way. But for just a few minutes, you know, while you're in that interview or preparing for that interview, you've got to clear your mind and start to think about the positive outcome that you want. You can't think about what might happen, what might go wrong, or, you know, what you've got to prepare for dinner tonight or the fact that your aunt and uncle are, you know, in the, in the path of the hurricane. For, for just a few minutes, you have to focus your attention and clear it of all those things that could weigh you down. And that's a really hard thing to do. It, it, it's a really difficult thing. And so once you get your mind clear, and then you need to set it on the positive outcome that you want out of it. And see, that's not mm. always the easiest part either, right? Because your mind automatically, without any effort, goes to the negative, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we don't look at the fact that there are multiple outcomes, right? we always just go to the negative. So it's like, do we think a positive thing can come out of this or a negative thing can come out of this? Or maybe it's just going to be neutral for a minute and then change later, right? So (laughs) automatically your mind takes you to the negative part. You have to be uh, conscious to choose to think about what positive outcome you want. So that's really Mm -hmm. more of a two-step process, right? First clear all the stuff out that you that could be holding you down or worrying you or causing you angst or anxiety, and then focus your attention on what positive outcome you want on it, then you're able to speak. And you can even think more clearly, right? So someone yeah. asks you a question in a job interview, then your mind is clearer to give the response, right? And mm-hmm. it just comes across in a more effective way. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's not the easiest thing to do. But if we, if we look at it uh, from the perspective of, you know what, I've only got to take my mind off this just for a little while, right, because you may have some real concerns that need addressing, but just for a little while you can focus your attention in this direction and then, you know, you'll come back because your problems are always going to be there, right? You can come back and deal with those later. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so would you give that same advice for a vocal artist? Absolutely. Especially if you're about to record a project or perform in any way, you've got to be able to clear your mind Um, because what you have settled in your mind is going to come through your body and your voice comes out of your body. So if you are worried about something that's going to cause tension in your body and tension will not allow you to produce your your best voice. The best voice comes out of a relaxed body. Right. So it's more resonant. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the best voice comes out of a relaxed body. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're able to breathe better and of course you're not gonna you can't speak without your without proper breath. And so right. if your body is relaxed you can take deeper, fuller breaths and you mm-hmm. can speak for longer. You don't have to strain for people to hear you. And so just those things right there can really make a big difference in the sound of your voice. You know, so imagine a performance where you're having to give so much um, and mm-hmm. put out a lot of energy and put out a lot of effort. It needs to come through a relaxed body because most performers are performing for extended periods of time, right? Even if you did like a 45-minute, a you know, concert set, then you've got to be able to maintain that vocal strength for quite a while. Right. And, you know, right. in order to do that, you have to have the physical strength in your body, but you also have to have the mental strength to keep your body and mind focused in what you are trying to do and the message that you're trying right. to communicate. Right. And let's go, because um, as the radio show host now, and I've had uh, a been able to ha- deliver a speech before, and I'm going to be uh, delivering another speech um, coming up next year. And let's talk about that that panic moment <laughs> because <laughs> you're you know we're talking about what you do before the speech, but let's talk about it. And I'll be totally honest; I've experienced it myself, to where you're you're in the speech and you you you've done everything, you're fine, everything is going well. And then in the middle of it, you, something happens. Mm. Something in your brain happens. Mm-hmm. Your brain, your, 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 your mic goes dead. Whatever happens, talk to me about that moment. What do you do at that particular moment? You just have to stop and take a breath. Mm-hmm. And that may sound so simple, but it really is the best thing you can do because if you just start to react, you may react in any in a bunch of different ways, it's not really going to help you. So right. it kind of happened when, when I was getting ready to do this show with you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was on the phone, and then just before you started to introduce me, I dropped the, I dropped the call. <laughs> and so I was like, uh-oh, what happens if she says, hey, Cindy, and I am not there, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, so, right. I had to, like, stop. Okay, do not panic. I redialed the number and got right back there. And it just so happened that I popped on just before you said, hey, Cindy. Wow. Wow. So now in that moment, if if I had not just forced myself to stop, I probably, my fingers would have been nervous. I would not have been able to, like, oh, my God, where's the button? Where's the button? Where's the button? What's the number? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, i got to go back to the email. I gotta, you, you know, my mind would have started yeah. jumping all over the place. Right. But it's, right. it's the hardest thing to do to just stop and take a breath. And, you know, yeah. people have asked me about, um, what is what is the key element for that you that you run across in uh, being a vocal coach? And I have to tell you that the one problem that I have found, I don't care who I'm coaching, whether it's an executive, whether it's a singer, whether it's a minister, a, a DJ, or a storyteller, voiceover artist, 
a politician, the one problem most people have is they don't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. And this was a problem that I had, so I'm very aware of it. I used to hold my breath a lot. I wasn't aware of it, but I, mm-hmm. I met this exercise phys- physiologist, and he said, hey, Cindy, why are you holding your back- breath? And I'm like, I'm not holding my breath. He goes, yeah, you are. <laughs> and we went back and forth on it. And he goes, yeah, I noticed that when you stop to listen to someone, you hold your breath. And hmm. I said, hmm. So I started paying attention to it. And guess what, Anike? He was right. I was holding my breath a lot. I was. I wasn't even aware of it, right? Yeah. And so, so then I had to force myself to start breathing. And then I had to learn to breathe properly. And that mm-hmm. alone, that alone, Anike, changed the complete tone, sound of my voice, pitch and all, just breathing from the right place. Wow. And so wow. that's the one thing. If you can stop and breathe if when that panic moment hits you, you know, even if it's just a couple things, a couple seconds, people don't like the pause. They feel uncomfortable with the silence. But you have to get comfortable with the pause and comfortable with the silence because that's an important part of communication, right? You can say something and then shut up and it have greater impact than if you say something and just keep talking. So you have to get out of the mindset that a pause or, you know, just a break in the communication, it's okay. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's critical, right? But when that panic hits, you want to immediately do something but you don't know exactly what to do, so then your mind starts popping all over the place, right? But if you just took that second or two to just stop and breathe, then it would clear your mind, and then you would know what to do next. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. It's, yeah. it's so simple, but it's not the easiest thing to do. It really isn't. Absolutely. Because, you know, Absolutely. your body's natural reaction in that situation is to do something. But what right. are you supposed to do? Right. You know, you're hurrying. Right. you got to hurry up and do something, but you don't know what you got to hurry and do. Right. Right. So yeah. that, it's, is, it's that is the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I had to have a couple of take, take, a, take a moment and breathe moments because, like, today I, I, I'm trying not to because, the earbuds are not working properly, and I almost lost the uh, studio. So, you know, mm-hmm. when things start, <laughs> things start happening, you just, like you said, okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> Everything right. will come back. <laughs> you have to get your, right. mind, get your mind back right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, right. it's very important. So, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing, Anike. Stopping just makes everything stop, okay? Now, mentally... It's giving your mind a chance to catch up with what happened and now what Mm -hmm. do I need to do next. So it's important mentally. But physiologically, Mm -hmm. let me tell you why it's critical. It's critical physiologically because once you stop and take a breath in, and if you're getting oxygen through your bloodstream, right, then it's going to calm your body down. It's going to calm Mm -hmm. your heart rate down. It's going to calm your blood pressure down. It's going to physiologically bring your body down a notch, right? 
so that you can mm-hmm. then do what you need to do. Yeah. So it's it's not just a mental thing, it's also a physical one. And, you know, it just sounds too simple to work, but I'm telling you, it is the key. It is the key. Right. You know, and Absolutely. like if you get nervous or have, you know, uh, anxiety before speech, there's the term for that really is glossophobia. So fear and anxiety of public speaking, right? So if you can just, before you have that big speech, just stop, sit down, and just breathe deeply in through your nose and blow it out through your mouth, if you can do that, you will be surprised at how much calmer you will be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you're just tuning yeah. in, you are, we are talking to Dr. Cindy Milligan of Milligan Vocal Arts Institute. And if you'd like to talk to Dr. Cindy Milligan or myself or have a question about the show, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. And about that email, even if you have a question after the show, please send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. I always make sure that uh, my guests get the, the questions and if we do have questions after the show. I will make sure that Dr. Milligan gets them, and we will get the answers to you. Now, as we continue this conversation, this is an awesome conversation. I, I love mm-hmm. how we're talking about voice and mindset because it, it's, um, it, it all goes together. And I, I, guess yes. I, I love this conversation. This is a great conversation. And another thing I wanted to ask you was about your, your first class because mm-hmm. since the last time we spoke, you you were talking about the beginning of the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute, but since then you've had your first class. So tell us, how did that go? Right. Well, my first class was a session for, it was a workshop for voiceover artists. And we had so much fun, Anike. It was just really crazy. We had a variety of people who were, some were interested in doing it for the first time, and there were some people who had been in it for a while. But uh, it was just, it was a great, great experience. And uh, the one thing that people always say is like, wow, you know, I never really knew my voice could do so much or I never really thought about how the voice is used because in the workshop not only do we go over scripts and I teach people a little bit about copy interpretation and how to do voiceovers, but we actually get the voice in a place where it is the best possible tone for the individual, right? So there was one guy who was in the class. He was a younger uh, gentleman. I think he was like maybe 24, something like that, but he had an extremely deep voice, right? And, you know, he said that people had always told him um, that he had a great voice and that he should try doing voiceovers, and he never thought about, you know, never really thought about doing it. He'd hear about it all the time. But he really got bit by the bug. And so, you know, there are, um, there are so many different things you can do with your voice. And it was so much fun for me to go back into teaching that class because um, before I started working on my Ph.D., I was doing those classes every week. And then once I started in the, pro- the Ph.D. program, I didn't have time to teach as many classes. And so I really kind of took a hiatus for a while while I studied more and learned more about the voice and 
and uh, finished my doctorate. And then now I'm back into teaching those those type classes, and they're just they're just great fun, great fun. Wow. You should come take one. That's awesome. I I can't wait. I I'm looking forward to it. I, <laughs> I just know it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. you have you have a great voice, and you know you could do a lot with it. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm looking. I'm I'm definitely going to be taking you up on it. Look for me. Look for me in one of your future classes. Okay, okay. I mean, there's a lot that can work for you, Nikki. <laughs> you know, aside from the uh, voiceover class, there's the the sonic signatures for entrepreneurs. That would be great for you too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm taking it. I'm going on your website. I've probably been in most of the classes that you teach. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We I'm looking love forward to it. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> now, the second part of uh, the, the launch that I'm talking about is has to do with, of course, success. And, of course, you, we talked about having the right mindset. And when people think of success, they, they think about being wealthy and, and hopefully healthy. But a lot of people mm-hmm. think of, uh, with with everything that's going on, everything you see in the media, everybody thinks about wealth. And so personally, I think about success. I think about being able to truly live and, and find what your passion is and making you – that makes you leap out of bed every morning and, and gives you the financial freedom that you need in order to um, – be able to do the things that you love. And that's what I think. I think the most successful people are those that, that can just be so happy with where they are in life, what they're doing, and they can have the financial freedom to do it. For you, right. what is your definition of success? Oh, wow. Um, I would say success to me is being able to have the freedom to choose right, to do whatever I would like to do to help other people, right? So mm-hmm. for me to be successful, it has not only do I want to be in a place where I'm not worried about the financial issues and the business is good and all that, but to me it's got to be a win-win situation, right? So not only I win, but the people that I know also win. And so, awesome. you know, for me to be successful is not just about me having money in the bank and having a business that's profitable. Uh, To me, that's pointless unless there's some way I can help you or another person along the way, either through my own personal experiences or through Mm -hmm. the resources that I have, right? And I I look at resources as a key, Anike, because, you know, it's not always money that we need. You know, right now, having a conversation with you and other people being able to listen to our conversation and get something out of it, that is an incredible resource, right? But you didn't plop any money down to talk to me, and I didn't plop any money down to talk to you, you know? But we're both benefiting from this, and other people can also benefit from it. So to me, that's the true definition of success. It's not just about me and and mine, but as, as I'm you know, improving and growing and doing well, then that means somebody else can improve and grow and do well also. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I love that answer. That is awesome. That is awesome. And it kind of, I'm going to ask this next question now because it kind of, I guess I can kind of piggyback off of what you're, you're saying because my lifetime goal is to do all that God has created me to do which includes, like you said, helping people in in various areas. 
and doing all that he has shown me, and, and this, is, this is the beginning, this, this, this radio show and my blog and my books, all these things are just the beginning. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's my lifetime goal, to be empty by the time it's all over and to, to know mm-hmm. that I have helped people along the way and I have done everything that he wanted me to do. And do you have that same lifetime goal? I do. I do. And you know what? Here's the whole thing about that. Uh, The key part of what you said is what he wants us to do because, you know, the word of God says that he gives us the desires of our heart. And I think that's twofold meaning, you know, like, so if I desired a new computer, yeah, he can give me a new computer, but he also Mm -hmm. gave me the desire for that computer. Right. Right. And so it's like my whole life, uh, I've been looking at an exploring voice in all these different ways, but he gave me that desire and that interest in voice. And that desire, because I had that desire, it, it took me uh, to a lot of interesting places. It, it led me to work in television. It led me to work in radio. It led me to travel around the world. It led me to great educational institutions. It led me to interesting people. And all those things, right, have contributed to me being where I am now and being able to answer these questions that you're asking me because, you know, what, maybe 10 years ago, I would have had, A, either not, no answer at all, <laughs> or B, still kind of trying to figure out the answer. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that, that desire and that interest that he originally birthed in me through my mom and dad at a very young age has led me on a very interesting journey now that I look back about it. You know, it's like um, I've explored so many different areas of communication, you know, from not only working in the media but, you know, working as a motivational speaker and traveling all over the world and, you know, my research and my the journey to get my Ph.D. and now my entrepreneurial journeys and it's 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 all been about voice yeah you know and it's kind of a strange thing because there are other people who study voice but there's not a lot of people who are studying voice the way I'm studying voice and that's not I don't say that in a bragging type of way I'm just saying God gave me that desire and you know led me in these different directions and these different directions are what caused me to look at a, a bigger picture, you know. So when I was really doing voiceover, your, when I your institute stand out, yeah, yeah, that's what that's the whole foundation of the institute is that you know it's it's about different using your voices in different types of ways, and that people who are vocal artists, you know, they're more artists than just singers, and it's so funny when I tell people what I do, and and I say, well, you know, how do you define a vocal artist? And usually people say, oh, they're singers, or every now and again somebody might say actor, they might say voiceover. But I, I start going through my genres, and I say, hey, well, what, are, what do you think about a storyteller? Uh, don't you think they use their voice in a creative way? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what about mm-hmm. uh, a DJ, or what about a rapper, or what about an auctioneer? Uh, do you think they use their voices? Oh, Yeah. You know, and I always find, I, I, out of all the people that I've spoken with, if I ask them, are you a vocal artist, they say no. But after I start talking to them about what vocal art is, they're like, oh, well, 
I guess I am too. <laughs> and it's like the light right. bulb goes on, you know? Right. Because at some point, somebody's wanted to sing. At some point, somebody's wanted to act. At some point, somebody's told somebody else a story. And right. everybody has had some desire in them. A lot of people have tossed those desires aside and right. not really fulfilled them, right? But that's right. really where you have to go back to that key point that you said. It's about what God, you know, that desire that he puts in you, and then you have to follow that because if you don't, if you're just out there on your own, you know, hey, look, I tried that for a while. It didn't get me very far. I don't suggest right. it, right? But right. when I started following what he wanted me to do, then things started to fall in place. My eyes were opened. I met people, and I was taken to different places that really, you know, showed me, oh, wow, then I could put this thing together. Yeah. It has not been an easy journey. Okay, let's just yeah. add that. Now, we have a – I want to get to this caller. We have a caller, and uh-huh. I'm hoping that I can get this caller online with us. And let's see. Hello, caller. Are you with us? Hi there. How are you? Hi. How are you? And what I'm is good. your name, good. sir? Spice. Spice like pepper. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Do you have a question or comment about the show? Well, a comment and then the question, because I've been involved in entertainment and media for a few decades, um, television, radio, music, and um acting, modeling, typically behind the scenes as a producer, writer, editor, that kind of stuff, occasionally in front of the camera. And um, I've also had the chance to travel the world. Um, I am an atheist pastor, so my position is somewhat different from, in terms of my motivations and what leads me. And sometimes that leads to lack of business opportunities because very often um, I find uh, people I interact with between nationalism and religion, those things come before actually doing the music or the song. So I have a different perspective on what motivates me, but I appreciate um, her candor and her experiences, especially as it relates to vocal cords and using them in appropriate manner. And I'm sure she also ties in diet and exercise and other, you know, mm-hmm things that will include and help with the physiology of the human body. Yes. Awesome. Did you have a question? Yeah, well, the question was how do folks like us come together? I encountered um, similar challenges when it comes to human rights issues, um, into human rights and environmentalism, but there are groups of people. One group chooses the leftist, one the right, uh, one the black only, one the black mixed with white, um, very often it's hard to just get to the core, meaning how can a person like me and you do business when we will have diff- very strong differences when it comes to religion, spirituality, and God, because God is really a pagan word. It was Gudan, G-U-D-A-N. Well, you know, that's a very interesting question, but that's, how, that's one of the reasons why the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute is going to be one of those places where people are going to enjoy coming because... Uh, a lot of times we can grow when we know that there are differences, right? If everybody agreed with me, you know, it would kind of be boring. (laughs) Or if everybody agreed with you, that would not be so exciting. It's our differences that make life interesting, right? 
And so the whole concept of uh, the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute is that it's a collaborative center where people who have um, who use their voices all in different ways can come together and work on projects, right? Um, there may be things that we disagree on, but there's probably a lot that we agree on, right? And so when your voice is heard and my voice is heard, you know, it just makes life a more interesting place. There's so many ways that, that we could collaborate. Um, when I first started working on this, I had like 24 vocal genres. And then after I started working into it and doing more research, it expanded to 30. And when I was in the 24 mode, I was trying to figure out how many different ways people could collaborate. So I talked to this mathematician <laughs> just out of curiosity to see, right? And uh, he did some calculations, and it was so fascinating to me. But the, the number came out to 620 quintillion. Now, yeah. if there and, – and that was just like one-on-one. That was not like maybe two singers and three DJs or two storytellers and five auctioneers. It was, it was just one-on-one. And that was just 24 genres. Now we've, we've identified 30. And so there's so many things that we agree on, and even if we don't, we can still use our voices uh, to create interesting works of art we can use our voices to express ourselves. Uh, and there are, there are many times when we express ourselves when other people hear us. Those who can't express it are able to be free because, you know, someone else said exactly what they were thinking or exactly what they were feeling. You know, so uh, I am sure there is common ground somewhere, but if there's not common ground, then, you know, there's a thing we uh, study in um, uh, communication and advertising called semiotics, and it's about binary opposites, you know. So you've got, if you look at black and you want to talk about white, if you want to look at up and you want to talk about down, uh, things go together like that in two. And so sometimes you create really great pieces of art by something that's opposite. And... I would just think it would be very cool to do. Fun. Yeah. We actually, both have to I, have a... I feel the same way, I think, in politics, in most subjects, there would be such more intelligent output or at least calm, rational discussion if all the sides at least agreed, hey, can we talk about this in a mature manner? That's it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You may hear something ridiculous that the other side says, and you think, wow, I never knew humans could be so ridiculous, but you keep it to yourself and say, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but regarding yeah. the math thing, I think that's called factorials. I've been doing some yes, research for a course, and it's amazing, the power in mathematics. Um, I yes. also teach my children, and so many answers are there. But, yeah, I, I wrote down the name of the institute. I'll send an email from um, my email address over to you, and... Yeah, look forward to talking at some point further also. Please, that would be great. That would be great. I would look forward to it. All right. Thank you. Thank you and what's the name of the Institute? I, I wrote down, I'm sorry, I wrote down Million Arts Institute or is it Million Voice Institute? Milligan Vocal Arts Institute. Okay. M I L L like million as in six zeros and a one or No, million. it's Milligan. M- M-I-L-L-I-G-A-N. Oh, okay. 
Yes. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you, thank you for calling. Thank you, ma'am. Ladies, actually. Sorry. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you for calling in. Thank you. All right. That was a great All question, right. Anike. There's a lot in our difference. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, th- that was, I think you answered that beautifully. Beautifully. If you can believe it, we are down to the last seven minutes and <laughs> 51 seconds. No. Not yeah, again. it goes by very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to I wanted to Anike, did I lose you? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Technical technical difficulties, I tell you, that's how this thing goes sometimes. Um, one of the things I I liked how we were touching on as far as life experiences, because some people before they get in, involved in certain things, they think about, well, you know, what they're doing is not really going to help them in the future. And you never know, like you, like you were talking about, you never know. Like for myself when I was in, involved in, you know, just the, the various um, jobs that I was in, you're just thinking, oh, gosh, why am I doing this? But then as, mm-hmm. as, you, as you go on, you, you start to see how those, those different jobs and those different experiences actually help you with what you want to do in the future. And so I'm glad that you touched on that. And I um, want you just, just to speak a little bit further on that because I, I thought you really touched on something there. Well, you know what? That, that reminds me. I'm going to give you a movie quote now, Nikkei. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, okay. This is, from, this is from the movie The Matrix, and it really, really spoke to me. And there's a line in the movie that says there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. And when you think about that, it's like if we knew where we were going to be five years from now, I wonder mm. if we'd be so happy about walking that path, right? Mm. So, so sometimes mm. it's good that we don't know because, you know, we could fight and kick against that thing, that the very thing that would take us where we needed to go. And, you know, I was certainly in that position many, many times. And because I've done so many different things, it frustrated me because I was like, well, gosh, can I just pick one career and stick with it, you know? But mm-hmm. I realize now that all the different things that I've done have led me to this and have given me mm-hmm. the experience and background and knowledge to create this Milligan Vocal Arts Institute. But I tell you, I certainly wouldn't have chosen that path. I mean, I wouldn't have yeah. chosen the path that I went. I mean, I'm grateful right. for it now, but, you know, there, there is a huge difference between knowing the path and walking the path. And, you know, uh, just to wrap this up in one final way is that I heard uh, another speaker talk about this, and she was, she was referring to it as the path of the hummingbird. Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, they pick, a, they pick a, an, uh, a career and they stick with it and they're in it, Right. And then mm-hmm. to me, I, was, I felt like I was jumping all over the place. But her yeah. perspective was that's what hummingbirds do. You know, they'll go over and take a little pollen from this um, flower, and then they flit around and go over here and do this, and they go to this flower and they go to that. And by the time they're done, they've created this cross-pollination, right, of wonderful that, you know, they're just flitting around being hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. And there are some of us who are like that. We do a lot of different things, 
and we think that we may not be effective, we think that we're not focused, you know, there are some people who need to, who are born to be engineers, and they start being engineers, and they go on that path. That was not my path. But I'm glad I didn't know what it was, because <laughs> I might not have walked it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, it's, it, sometimes it is better not to know. And I just yep. want to thank you. You have been amazing. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm so glad that we had another part of the uh, our talk. And just thank you. Thank you so much for being a great friend, and thank you so much for this talk today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Anike. I mean, we've known each other for a long time, and who knew when we first met each other Ooh. how many years ago that I we know. would be sitting here having a conversation about our lives and trying to encourage other people and helping other people. It's it's really a fortunate, we've had a very fortunate uh, opportunity here, and uh it has my, been my pleasure, but I have to say thank you to you, too. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, you have been listening to Journey into Passion with Nikkei S. on Everyday Folks Radio, as I have Dr. Cindy Milligan, founder, of, founder and CEO of the Milligan Vocal Arts Institute, on my show for part two of our interview and our continued conversation on Desire Success, Change Your Mindset. Now, don't, don't forget, next week I will be back on October the 15th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on that show, my guest will be the man that inspires and encourages me every week as my spiritual father. I am so excited to have Apostle Carlos L. Malone Sr. on the show. So make sure that you bring your pens, your pencils, your paper, your iPads, whatever you need to take notes, because you're going to want to take notes next week. And just make sure that you tune in as we continue our conversation on mindset. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear Dr. Billy Jones on BJ Speaks. And, of course, you can purchase his book, uh, Everyday Folks, Short Story on the Common People, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. As I said earlier, earlier, I created my blog and my show because I'm literally on my journey towards my various passions. And I'm bringing you along with me, and I'm bringing along people. My guests are doing the same thing. And so I think that all of this collaborative effort will, will help all of us. And I hope that each week you're getting some, some new information that helps you as you go on your own journey. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this show. I am Anike S., blogger, freelance writer, and playwright. Make sure to go to anikemadison.com and go to the About Me category to see information on future shows and, of course, get the information on the times and the topic topics as well. I want to thank Dr. Cindy Milligan once again for just, just her inspiration and all the information that she's given. And, of course, you can get the playback of the show, and you can just go to my blog and find out that information. I always have the information in one place, so that you can you can get it all. You don't have to go to various places to try to find it. And that is AnikeMadison.com. You can find information about this show, upcoming shows, information about uh, this guest, future guests, and get um, inspirational blogs. I'm hoping that you'll get inspirational blogs. And make sure to check out the, the, the blog on Power Journal. And that's going to be under the to-do the to-do, the to-do list. Um, I do have a, a, a post uh, called the to do this. So check that out. Um, it's called the Power Blog, 
And um, when you look at that, look at the various questions. I want to see if you can answer those questions for yourself. I would like to, I would like to see what you um, answer those questions for yourself as well. So until next time, this is Anika S. Hoping you have a great weekend and experience success on your journey into your passion. Take care.